Welcome to episode 146 of This Week in Marketing Show, also known as The Trim Show. This is your host, Sajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of January 30th through February 3rd, 2023. First up, a very small update from LinkedIn, uh, which is LinkedIn now lets, you, uh, now lets you add SEO title and description to your articles. Um, you know, in the past, if you did not have it, you know, you could have taken uh, LinkedIn would have published those uh, things with whatever title you were putting in. Now, SEO title allows you to put up to 60 characters that you want um, the title to show up in the search engine results page. Nothing more. I'm sure if you are publishing LinkedIn articles, you have seen this by now. If not, and you are thinking about it, uh, you can use SEO title and description. Next up, on Twitter, uh, Twitter's uh, owner and CEO Elon Musk has announced on Friday, which is the 3rd uh, of 2023, 3rd, February 3rd, 2023, that Twitter will, shed, sh- Twitter will share ad revenues with creators. Now, there is a catch to it. You know, for you to be eligible for, you know, this uh, ad revenue, you need to be a Twitter Blue subscriber. Now, Twitter Blue runs anywhere from $8 uh, and more, depending on where you live. Uh, again, I think I believe Twitter was saying that, hey, you might pay a little bit more because obviously Apple takes a 30% cut. So that $8, if you're signing up from iOS, uh, you add 30% more, I think that comes to about um, 10 or $11. I think this is a brilliant move, right? Uh, in my opinion, in the world of social media, you know, YouTube gives out ad revenue and it has been for the longest time. YouTube has been the pl- uh, platform that has given shared ad revenue. And then obviously, um, you know, TikTok tried to copy it, Instagram is copying it, or Facebook is copying it, things like that. And Twitter is saying, yeah, we will give you ad revenue. However, you need to be our elite user. Imagine if YouTube were to do that, how much more money they will add to their bottom line? Now, you could say, hey, Sajid, these platforms are already making billions of dollars. Don't give them ideas. You know, that's evil, things like that. Yeah, but I'm talking about business strategy, like from a pure business strategy standpoint, that Elon Musk is onto something. Right, first he creates this paid, uh, you know, verification. Uh, you want Twitter Blue? You gotta pay for it. And then on top of that, now he's asking for, hey, uh, you only, I will share this proceeds with people who are in the Twitter Blue program. And now, now this thing has to grow up. The number of Twitter uh, Blue users have to go up. And the other thing is, obviously, obviously there are other, you know, other criterias like, you know. And the criteria is your account has to be more than 90 days old and, you know, you cannot, you have to have username, display profile, blah, blah, blah. You know, those are aside. From Elon's has to make a turn of profit. He doesn't have money from venture capitalists. Twitter was a public company. Now he's taken private. So he has to make money and he's doing it. On that note, and this is not covered in a separate update, but... Twitter is also cutting off access to their API for free. Up until now, and I think it's sometime in February that he's doing this, up until now, you could have access, you could have taken, you know, 
access to Twitter API and create a lot of stuff, apps and things like that without paying a dime until a certain point, at which point obviously you had to go into like, you know, um, uh, you know, a paid program. Like for example, like you know, if you could have easily started a pro, uh, in, you know, a company that would probably just say uh, 1,000, 100,000 queries a day, and you could have done that and you could have you know, created a program, got some users, and then beyond 100,000 100, queries a day, you would have to pay Twitter money. Twitter is now saying, you know, like we're going to stop that. So Elon is all about making money, which from a business standpoint definitely makes sense. However, you know, it does have unintended consequences. You know, it will create a raise a bar a little bit higher for people who are willing to get into the game and start their business or venture, things like that. But I think, you know, there is nothing, so, no such thing as free lunch. Twitter pays money whenever you access Twitter through API. You want to make money out of Twitter, you got to pay something and to play that's it let's move on so you know this is the announcement this is the time of the year or this is the time of the quarter when announcements are happening for you know quarterly earnings last week covered microsoft's um, quarterly earnings well snapchat just released their quarterly earnings q4 2022 earnings result the good news is Snapchat has added 12 more, 12 million more active users. Their daily active users number have gone up to 375 million. However, while they're adding uh, users and mostly are outside of US and Canada, it's like they, it's in the rest of the world category, not even uh, um, not even Europe. So probably you know South America or India or Asia. But regardless, they while. Um, Revenue has gone up as well, but it's still reliant on US and Canada. Revenue from rest of the world category hasn't really gone up, which kind of goes into play that, you know, a lot of this, um, you know, higher dollar users and because the average income per user are mostly in the US, Canada, Europe areas, everything else doesn't matter. Uh, it still remains the same, and it's interesting to see uh, that Snapchat Plus has now 2 million paying subscribers, which is about 0.5% of their active user base, but having 2 million subscribers is a validation and good news for Elon Musk that he can actually push Twitter blue. Again, Twitter is a private company, so we're not going to see how many millions of users have taken Twitter blue, but that's the trend. Paid subscription is the trend. Talking about earnings, Meta, the the parent company of Facebook, also announced uh, their Facebook active user count has gone up a little bit by 2.96 billion. It's now at 2.96 billion. It's a slight increase over quarter three of 2022. Uh, their growth remains flat except for rest of the world buckets with somewhat similarity. Uh, again, from a marketing standpoint, I think the things you need to know are Meta is closing on an act like a 4 billion active monthly active users across his four apps, which is WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, and Messenger. Now, how many of that is counted twice? That's just a whole new, uh, you know, can of worms right there. But, you know, given that there are 8 billion people, depending on how they're counting, you know, it could be 50% of the world's population. All right. So it's a quite good reach. Uh, again, I think Meta is trying to find out new ways to push ads. Um, if you are 
if you are advertising on Meta, good for you. We don't advertise on Meta, um, so we don't really understand their um, you know ecosystem. But for four billion is good if you can push ads. You know, you could. I do not know how you're going to push ads on WhatsApp, but there are WhatsApp stores, things like that. Um, that's just a different ball game right there. But what you needed to know is Meta as a platform. It's quite still quite big. Talking about big platforms, Google also released their Q4 2022 earnings. Google actually had a 9% decline in revenue. That's their fourth straight quarter in declining profits or declining revenue. Um, they have dropped a 1% in search revenue. But nevertheless, even though it's 9% less, but they are in $76 billion during the month of October and December 2022. Overall, in 2022, they made um, $283 billion. Right. Comparatively uh, to 2021, it's still a higher number, 10% increase. So $283 billion versus, I think, 10% is 28 uh, 270-something or 260-something billion dollars. Now, their YouTube advertising also failed. Uh, YouTube sales, ad sales ad advertising sales also fell down by 8%. Operating margin actually dropped to 26% from 2021. Right in 2021, it was 31 percent. In 2022, the operating margin is 26 percent. Now that you know, obviously, they're publishing these results now, and we saw the Google's parent company Alphabet laid off 12,000 dollars, <laughs> laid off 12,000 employees. I'm sorry. Now it all makes sense. So going coming into this uh, quarterly earnings, Alphabet, Google slash Google, however, you know, knew that they're going to share these bad numbers and they're going to basically do a proactive approach and, you know, do a headcount reduction and then come back and say, hey, we've already re reduced our headcounts and, you know, now we are poised to maintain our operating margins and we are going to go do these certain things. <coughs> Excuse me. So that's very interesting. But the main point is that <coughs> Google remains a very dumb, bigger uh, major dominant player in the digital market advertising landscape expect to see more uh, you know automation uh, ai driven solutions from google where they can take more of your money and put less of your service they're going to have all these things but um, stay the track you know search is still a big chunk people still go to google people still search for information i personally do that so i'm a big believer in you know search whether it's Google search or Microsoft Bing search, but search plays a big uh, role and it should be part of your marketing mix. Next up, talking about search, I mean, you know, Google's uh, John Mueller has criticized some SEO providers, SEO providers who put uh, negative SEO companies to be specific. Negative SEO companies are those that will build spammy links to a client's competitor in order to make a computer's rankings drop. Right, uh, so hey, if you cannot win it, we're gonna go ahead and you know force you to uh, lose, kind of thing. If we cannot win, hey, I'm gonna force you to lose. Um, and some companies have you know mushroomed up, but John Miller is saying, look, that is absolutely rubbish. This is bullshit. Uh, you should not uh, do that. Focus on your time on writing good quality content and less on you know, trying to hurt or trying to do um, other stuff. And this comes stems from the fact that, you know, uh, some of these negative SEO companies will also provide 
disavow use the disavow tools to say hey we can help you uh, disavow uh, thousands, hundreds and thousands of links because that like all these links are pointing to your website and it's hurting your google rankings john is saying look that is absolutely rubbish right the disavow and here's why he's saying that he's saying the disavow tool was released back in 2012 after the penguin update because back before the penguin update people used to do this linking business like there was this linking business linking boom where they would say hey we can make you rank higher by going and putting links to other third-party websites that will link back to you and google will think you're so amazing with that that's everything going to ring you're going to surface to the top Obviously, Google figured out and Google, through the Penguin update, killed that business thing that thinks because, hey, that's not how it works. Um, but, you know, there were unintended consequences of the Penguin update. Like there were sites that had, um, you know, that got affected that were legit and sites that were not legit that got also affected. So for legit sites, peop, uh, the legit site owners were, you know, demanding Google does some, do something and Google came out with this uh, ping uh, disavow tool that you know says you know, and you should only use it if Google informs you hey we have detected unnatural number of links from uh, you know unrelated sites you should do something or else we're going to take action you should use a, you should you want Google wanted to use a disavow tool like on that instance or if you find something that is really unnatural that you seem to have stumbled upon and you wanted to take action, you should do that, right? Either or. But Google, it was primarily the first one, the former, where you know Google has sent you a message through Google Search Console saying, you know, we have un we have noticed an unnatural number of links from you know unrelated sites. You should do something about it. So from that was the main intention that, and that was like eleven years ago, and now you know obviously all this you know. Uh, negative SEO companies have mushroomed up where they are telling to business owners, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we should use it, we are going to use your disavow tool and do all these things. And John is saying, do not do that, waste your money, focus on content. So hope this helps, folks. Uh, I know we talked about disavow tool last week or the week before that, uh, but you know, use it sparingly. Do not make it like a everyday thing and a monthly thing that we should go through and you know, submit a bunch of links in disavow because obviously there are other consequences when you submit something through uh, a disavow link. John says, you know, it takes time. It's not immediate. Sometimes, you know, it takes weeks and months to go through all Google system and then you know, do their checks and balance internally before you know you will really see something. So if you see if you if you use a tool today and you something else happens tomorrow, it's no, there is no correlation. It just so happens uh, that you know this coincidental. Uh, that's what he is saying. Hope this helps. Next up, uh, Par Google. There is no optimal keyword density. Uh, I know there is a keyword density is a big thing. It used to be a big thing. Uh, there are tools out there that will say, oh, this is a good article because your keyword density is 25, 30, 30 percent, whatever it is. John is saying, look, there is no such thing as this. We, uh, over the years, John is saying, you know, our systems have gotten quite well at recognizing what a page is about, even if keywords are not mentioned at all. That said, it is definitely best to be explicit. Don't rely on search engines guessing what your page is about and for which queries it should be shown. If your homepage only mentions that you add, you know, you spice up uh, to homes, then and show some, and you show some beautiful houses. Both users and search engines won't know uh, what you're trying to offer. 
right if your business paints houses then just say that if your business sells paint then say that think about what users might be searching for and use the same terminology it makes it easier to find your pages and makes it easier for users to recognize that they have found what they want keyword density does not matter but being explicit does matter and contrary to the old seo myth story joke commentary and you don't need to mention all those possible variations either so I hope this helps. I know we talk about creating good quality content. We have talked about EEAT. We have talked about a lot of stuff, but if you are unsure what type of content you should be creating, which direction should go and what you are, how much you should talk about, whether you need to have 500 words or 5,000 words, take this advice, right? Talk about what you do, who helps, who benefits, things like that, that you would uh, specify you would share to a person in real life and put that in writing and that should do it. Do not try to over-architect this thing. Next up, and this is our public service announcement, if you need to switch to GA4 or Google said we're gonna do it for you, uh, Google's again GA3, uh, GA4 kicks in uh, July 1st. July 1st is the last day Universal Analytics will process data. And Google is now saying, if you don't do it by yourself, by March, uh, we're gonna do it for yourself. Obviously there is a opt-out link, so go ahead and use that if you don't want Google to do it for you, which I'm sure you don't want to do that. You want to do it by yourself or ask an expert to do it. We can help if you need help with that. Um, but, you know, it's high time that, you know, you move to GA4 and do not stay with Universal Analytics. Next up, uh, Google has uh, kind of sent out some recommendations on how to use the last mod tag. Last mod tag, you know, it's part of the structured data. We have talked about structured data. I'm a big supporter of structured data. I always advise and recommend people to use structured data. And John Miller and Gary Ellis has recommended uh, we website owners use last, last mod tag. Folks, if you don't use last mod tag, this is such a low hanging yet very impactful tag that you are losing out, you're missing out, okay? I want you to stop, if you're serious about SEO, I want you to stop what you are doing and go look into the last mod tag. If you're not serious, that's fine. You can fast forward or skip or stop listening to the rest of the show because you know this show is not for you. And it's so much so um, that um, the next update that I'm gonna cover is gonna be talking about this as well. But coming back to Google's recommendation is like, we're saying, you know, the last mod tag is going to prompt the Google bot to kind of, you know, take your updates and surface it up. When Google shows the result, it's gonna show the dates next to it, so it's gonna look recent, things like that, but at the same time, do not try to game it. Like change a few words or things like that and say it's last modified, then Google's gonna realize that, you know, you are gaming the system and you're gonna get um, blacklisted. So there is a, you know, there is a, how would I say? there is a good balance, right? You wanna go back in after every six months or every two months and go modify the modify the blog or the article, the page significantly that you know there is a need for a last modified and then Google, um, Google bot sees that and then kind of re-indexes or recrawls your page, okay? With that, this is the last update of this week and this is gonna be a big one. Again, it's about a last mod, which is coming from Microsoft Bing. So Microsoft Bing wrote a blog post this week. Again, they're talking about last mod, the importance of last mod, but uh, what they're saying is they're gonna start using last mod. 
they came out and they said say and they have already not they have already started using last mod tag and they're saying they're going to fully roll it out by end of by middle end of june 2023 so you have five four more months before they start using it so here's what being wrote in their blog and i'm going to read verbatim to you the last mod tag is used to indicate the last time the web page is linked by the sitemaps were modified. This information is used by search engines to determine how frequently to crawl your site and to decide which pages to index and which to leave out. The inclusion of the last mod tag in your sitemap is crucial as it allows search engines to easily determine when a page was last updated. Without it, search engines may delay crawling updated content or may overcrawl your website as they cannot accurately determine if the content has been modified. Okay, being also clarified, the date must be set to the date the linked page was last modified, not when the sitemap is generated. The last mod tag should be regularly updated when the page is updated for search engines to understand the frequency of updates to ensure that it is recommended to generate your sitemaps at least daily. We are revamping our crawl scheduling stack to better utilize the information provided by the last mod tag in sitemaps. This will enhance our crawl efficiency by reducing unnecessary crawling of unchanged content and prioritizing recently updated content. We have already begun implementing these changes on a limited scale and plan to fully roll them out by June. Folks, like I said a few minutes ago, Last mod, if you're serious about SEO, last mod is the lowest hanging fruit that you can quickly change and implement in place, uh, especially if you have a WordPress website. Uh, either way, do it. If you need help, reach out. I, you know, We can definitely give you some ideas and directions on how to get, you can implement it on your own. Hope this helps. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Until next week, take care. Bye-bye.